Hallelujah, Lord. We raise a hallelujah to you to crush any fear, O King, to crush anxiety. Lord God, we lay ourselves at your feet this morning. We ask your protection to continue to rest upon us. We ask for health for our people, O God. We ask for peace to be upon us, upon our listeners at home. Father God, that you would visit us in a unique way in this unusual season. We raise a hallelujah to our King because you are worthy of it. In Jesus' great name we pray. Amen. Well, bless you. You may be seated. Welcome to church. Hallelujah. It is good to see you face to face. I see you're all like 10 feet apart and masked. And so bless you for that. Uh, kids, if you need, we have kids packs for you as you remain in service. So if you didn't pick one up yet, uh, you, can, you can gather that now. Welcome to church. We celebrate that we can gather together. And so kids, I want to ask you a question uh, while you're starting to get ready with your kids packs. What do you want to be when you grow up? Any answers? What do you want to be? No one's decided yet. Okay, I thought I'd hear fireman, policeman, ballerina, a pastor. There you go, Nick. Nick's growing up. Not a financial analyst or a, a repo man. Not a grave digger, maybe. I wanted to be a dentist, but no one's yelled that out. So, our big idea of our series, we're starting into a new uh, four-week series, is called Don't Waste Your Work, whatever work that you do. You can uh, love your job or you can hate it. Some people just hate their jobs. They just do it because it puts food on the table. It helps make ends meet. They just endure their job day to day. Other people, they love their job, maybe a little bit too much. They become obsessive and they become workaholics. And so they may uh, be that way because they drive their uh, identity, perhaps, from what they do. Or maybe they just have a real love for lots of money and they work and work and work. Now, while work can seem a drudgery for some or perhaps an idol for others, God actually has formed us to work, to create, to build, to steward His creation. And our worship of God is not just a Sunday activity, but rather it needs to be part of our week, our work week, our home week, every other day of the week. So the big idea of the series is don't waste your work. And the big idea for today is that God made human beings to create, to build, and to steward, that our work actually reflects our worship. We are created to build. Now, I want to tell you about my son. Uh, he's 33 years old now, but when Ben was a boy, uh, many, many years ago, he loved to create and build. He loved to build forts. 
And what Ben would do was he would take string, twine, shoelaces, whatever he could get his hands on, and he would tie it to the top bunk and then over to the dresser drawer and then down to the lower bunk and then over to the closet door and eventually to the doorknob on the door to his bedroom. And so when you would open his bedroom, you had to be very careful not to ruin his infrastructure that he had built, this web of uh, string and twine uh, that he could use to, to create a fort. He loved building. And because he loved building, we decided we'd buy him a mechano set. And so he loved working with his mechano set. And of course, he had Lego. And he loved working with his Lego. Do the kids here like Lego? Yeah, yeah, we do. We love Lego, don't we? It's because building is fun. And God actually has put that desire in us to create, to make things. And that kind of work is fun. Well, my daughter, she liked to build as well. But she would use things like flour and eggs and sugar and chocolate chips. It was yummy. She would build cookies. And uh, she was very pleased with her work, as was I. And her creations never lasted very long in our household because they were just too yummy. That desire to create is part of who God made us because we are made in his image. We are made in the image of the creator, the one who makes. Now, in the last several months, we have been in this unusual time in history, haven't we, where our schedules and our routines have drastically changed due to COVID-19 restrictions. And for all the grief of it, some people have come to a realization that they want their lives to change. Now that they've had a taste of extended family time, I know two men in particular who are absolutely changing the direction of their lives and the way they run their business to be less comprehensive, to be less involved, to be less ambitious and aggressive because they now realize the value of having family time. And they've come into this understanding that it's really helped them personally. And not only them, but of course their wife, their children, and so they're making a change to their lives. Now they will still create, they will still work, but they will have a more balanced approach to life. And for me, that is a reflection of God's intended purpose for humanity. God worked, he created, he made things. And because we're made in his image, we want to do likewise. And so I want us to look at the very first book of the Bible where we find this. Page one. And it might be a very familiar story to some of you. Genesis chapter one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. And so God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above the vault. And it was so. 
God called the vault sky. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. And God called the dry ground land. And the gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to its various kinds. And it was so. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. And let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light to the earth. And it was so. Now God made two great lights, the greater to govern the day, and kids, we know that's the sun, and the lesser to govern the night, the moon. He also made the stars. And God set them in the vault of the sky to light, uh, to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, let the water teem with living creatures birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky and so God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind and God saw that it was good and there was morning and there was evening the fifth day and God said let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, and the wild animals, each according to its kind, and it was so. And God saw that it was good. And then God said, let us make mankind in our own image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Now in verse 26, or 28, God says, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, subdue. Now the concept of subduing describes the work of being stewards over God's creation. God gave humans a job, something to work at, something to do, to reflect his image in the world by cultivating and stewarding creation. And that call to work, whatever kind of work he calls us to, to cultivate and to steward, it still exists today for each person. Now, God worked, he created, he made things, there was variety in what he did, and at the end of each day, he looked back and he said, it is good. And I think that that's a very important thing for us to do, to have any bit of satisfaction in our jobs, even the jobs that we hate. I want to tell you one job that I hated. It was back in the 80s, and I was on the road for many long hours every day, and 
I was moving from client to client, and I would have to make cold calls uh, to make some more sales, uh, to gain new clients, and I needed to know that my work mattered. Well, it just so happened that one day I was way out in the country, and I came across a nursing home. And it was in this obscure location. I'm surprised it, it even existed there, and here I'm like, yay, a, a potential new client. So I went in, and I spoke to them about the products that I had to offer. And they needed something to deal with staff odors in the carpet. Now, anyone who's in the healthcare professional knows what a staff odor is. It's pee, pee accidents. And, uh, and of course, lucky for them, did I have a product that would help them? My work mattered that day. Well, there were other days when I felt like my work wasn't really mattering, and, and I just was hating it. And a lot of those days, I would end up pulling my car over on the side of the road, and I had created this mini little photo album. And on the first page was a wedding picture, and then a couple more from our wedding day, and then a couple pictures of our newborn son. And uh, I would take a breath, and I would know that my work mattered to my family. Even though I didn't particularly love that job, my work mattered. And some of those moments also remind me of the first book of the Bible in Genesis, but this time chapter 3 where we learn that work would be hard, that uh, it wouldn't always be enjoyable, that it would take a lot of effort to yield a good reward. When work is delightful, well, it's easy to praise the Lord and to consider our work as an act of worship to our God. But when work is tough, can we still maintain an attitude of worship, letting our work praise God because of our mindset? That is the big question for us today. Much later in the Bible, it says this. It's in Colossians chapter 3. At verse 17, it says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And down in 23, whatever you do, whatever it is, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for men. So whatever it is that you do. So our application is this, that our worship of God will not stop on a Sunday, but it will continue throughout the week. Now, I happened to be reading in 1 Peter last week, and I had this thought that sort of fits this message uh, with this series. And it was this. As I read it, this thought came to mind. Your circumstances do not dictate your standing with God. Your worship of God is not dependent upon the circumstances that you find yourself. So let's look at it in 1 Peter 1. To God's elect, exiles, meaning strangers in the world, scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. So they were scattered. They were running for their lives. Their circumstance was not a good circumstance. Who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient 
to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. So we've got this kind of unpleasant circumstance where you're exiles, where you're scattered where, out of your homeland, but you're still chosen. You're still being sanctified by God's Holy Spirit to be obedient to Jesus. Let's skip down to verse 6. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. The proven genuineness of your faith, your faithfulness, your attitude of worship even in work results in the praise of God. So whether your job is a dream job or your circumstance is exactly where you want it to be, your faithfulness to God, your continued worship through your work and circumstance, it gives glory praise and honor, especially so on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed. So that means your work actually is kingdom work. When you continue to worship God through your circumstances, you're actually doing kingdom work. So my final point is this. Because you are created in the image of God, you are created to work. Now, whether you have a job or not, an unemployed person still works all day on something, perhaps on bringing joy to the people around them, on blessing their spouse or their neighbor, or managing their home. Please think about uh, work in a very broad sense, because as you continue to worship through it, you are in fact building the kingdom. And that is not a waste of your work. I want you to watch this video as our worship team reassembles. <laughs> 